enjoyed. Amen. So glad you're here tonight. I want to start off by just refreshing these scriptures, and then I want to share something with you. Jeremiah 4.22. If you're taking notes, Jeremiah 4.22, you've, I know you've heard it before. For my people are foolish. They have not known me. They are silly children, and they have no understanding. And then Jeremiah 9.24 said, Let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and he knows me. And Isaiah 52.5 says, And now what is this? Ask the Lord. Why are my people enslaved again, oppressed without excuse? Boy, that makes you think, oppressed without excuse. Verse 6. Therefore, I will reveal my name. Somebody shout out my name. I will reveal my name to my people, and they shall know the power in that name. And I want you to get a hold of this tonight, and I want to just start off by telling you something that, that, that just came on my heart, and, and I, want you to, I want you to imagine what I'm telling you right now. You know, a lot of you knew last week we were at the governor's mansion at his Christmas party, and we got the little invitation, and, you know, everybody said, wow, that must be nice to go to the governor's mansion and Christmas ball, and you get the little invitation. And I hope he never hears this, and don't take this wrong, but can I really tell you something? Nothing compares to the invitation daily from Holy Spirit. There's nothing that can make you feel what an invitation from the Holy Spirit does on a daily basis. And going to a mansion doesn't nothing compare to the mansions Jesus says that my father goes to prepare for you. And even though it was this, that, and the other, this was our, our, I think, our second time to go. And since it was the second time, it wasn't as exciting as the first time. But I can tell you that the Holy Spirit has never let me down. Every time I've had a party with the Holy Ghost. Every time you get to pray and get in the Word and get with God and put worship on and sense His Spirit. There is nothing on this earth and nobody on this earth can't even be a pine straw to, of a size to the immenseness of God. And some people say, well, you know, I would love to have an invitation like that. You have an invitation to somebody who is so much more. I remember somebody asked Billy Graham, said, why don't you run for president? He says, why bend down that low? I already am part of the highest office in the world. I'm already part of the highest office in the world, which is a minister of the Most High God. It's not about meeting a president or a governor. It's about a meeting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so you need to know, child of God, that you have an open invitation to go beyond those gates where there are no security and go into daddy's lap and just be refreshed and told how much you're loved any time that you need. The invitation has no beginning and has no end. And there's nobody like we used to sing can do you like Jesus. And so I just wanted to tell you just to, as he's saying, God has given an invitation here. My people are making the wrong mistakes. My people are making wrong mistakes. My people are running around like chickens with their heads cut off. My people keep 
returning to slavery again. My people keep returning to oppression again. My, my people are glorying in riches and this and that and the other. But there's an open invitation to know the power that's in my name. And when you come to know the power that's in my name and you come to get a revelation of my character and you get a revelation of who I am, then you'll glory that you know me. And you'll trust in what you know is real and that it'll bring you forward and it won't let you down. And tonight I want to share, I thought, you know, this is the last Wednesday of the year. What a perfect name is Jehovah Racha, R-A-A-H, R-A-A-H, which is the Lord is my shepherd. Psalms 23.1, the Lord is my what? My shepherd, I shall not what? I shall not want. The Living Bible says, I lack nothing. The Message Bible says, I don't need a thing. The word shepherd there, if you've taken uh, notes, it means to feed, to guide, and to shield me. But I love this. Get a hold of this because we're going to see this tonight. The word shepherd goes deeper than just the word shepherd. You think of a shepherd with sheep. The real word of racha is friend and companion. And I want you to take note of this. Because I am a friend of God. You are a friend of God. And the word racha is used 187 times in the Bible as friend. Say that with me. 187 times. The word friend is used between his sheep and between him. Don't ever say you don't have any friends. You have the friend. And when you come to depend upon him like he wants to be depended upon, you'll always feel loved, you always feel shielded, you always feel protected, and you always feel needed. When you come to know him as your friend in that special way, then you won't be worrying about, you know, my life seems so complete, I'm all alone. He can meet that need. I can tell you personally, by being on the mission field four years at a time, not having phones, not being able to, not having internet, not having computer back then, not being able to call but once every four or five, six months, not getting a letter much, alone in the jungles, no TV. You come to know God like David knew God and like many of us have not known him. You come to break off culture and, and things and you just throw yourself into God and his word. And he's saying, my people are foolish and my people are not protected. They're doing things and that's not protected because they don't know me. And he says, I want to reveal the power that's in my name. And I want to start off tonight in Ezekiel 34. And I want you to get some of this because this is going to bless you and, and strengthen you. And strengthen your life. And Ezekiel 34, as we get into the word, verse 11. And even as this starts off, it starts off, it's the title of this right here, verse 11, is called the Good Shepherd. And it starts off, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. So how many of God is speaking here? This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I myself will search and find my sheep. I will be like a shepherd looking for his scattered flock. I will find my sheep and rescue them from all the places they were scattered on that dark and cloudy day. Have you ever had a dark day? Have you ever been to a dark place? Have you been, in a, have you been under a cloud of depression and doom? 
Your friend is wanting to light that place up and bring you out. He says, I, the sovereign of the Lord, wants to know that be, what, when you scattered because of that storm, what the storm scattered, I'm going to bring you back. And he says, I will bring them back home to their own land. And he goes on to say, I'm going to feed them the mountains of Israel by the rivers and the places where people live. Verse 14, yes, I will give them good pasture land in the high hills of Israel. There they will lie down in pleasant places and feed in the lush pastures and hills. Verse 15, I myself will tend my sheep. And give them a place to lie down in peace. Somebody shout out peace. To lie down in peace. When you read this and you go, Father, this is the revelation of your name is Jehovah Raha. I just, Psalms 23 speaks about laying down. The word Raha, friend, pastor, provision, and peace goes all together. He talks about laying here in peace. And it says, I search for the lost ones who stray. God says, I will search for the lost ones who strayed away. And I will bring them safely home again. How many need loved ones bringing, being brought safely back home again? There's your scripture right there. Thank you, Lord. You'll bring my loved ones back safely home again. But I will destroy those who are fat and powerful listen to the message translation god the master says from now on i myself am the shepherd i'm going to go looking for them as shepherds go after their flocks and they get scared and i'm going after my sheep i will rescue them from the places they've been scattered to in the storms have you ever had a storm in your life you feel like maybe things have happened and dispersed i will bring them home from the foreign lands i will feed them among the streams I would lead them to lush pastures. He's not talking about a skimpy place. He's talking about here how there's an abundance. So they can roam in the mountain pastures of Israel, gaze at leisure, and feed on the rich pastures of the mountains of Israel. I myself will shepherd my sheep. I will make sure, listen to this one now and receive this. I will make sure, this message translation, that they will get plenty of rest. Man, I I just feel that in my spirit right now. Just take a deep breath. Plenty of rest. He is rest for my soul and my mind. I will make sure they get plenty of rest. I'll go after the lost and I'll collect the strays. This is what it says here. I'll doctor the injured. And I'll build up the weak ones. And I'll oversee the strong ones. Isn't that a powerful scripture right there? I will collect the strays. How many of you know he's after the strays? I will doctor the injured. He will heal you. And I will build up the weak ones. Would you just receive that in Jesus' name? I praise you, Lord. Hallowed be thy name that you are Jehovah Racha. You're my shepherd and my friend. I thank you that when I was scattered, when my life was broken to pieces, you picked up the broken pieces. You brought them together again and you healed what I thought could not be healed. You brought together and you rescued and even that which was gone, you went after and you searched after so that you could heal it. Now, is that a friend or is that a friend? Look at Isaiah chapter 58. Let me read this one to you. Isaiah 58 verse 11. And as you write these scriptures down or you get the tape later on or go listen to the podcast, these are scriptures you can share with people who are hurting because there's so many people who are hurting, but you can share with them that this is part that God wants to reveal to them. And it says in Isaiah 58, verse 11, this is the living translation. I'll just read it to you. Not the new living, but the living. And the Lord will guide you continually. How many receive that right now? The Lord will guide you continually. I want you to get that down in your spirit that I'm not going to live 2015 wondering what to do, but the Lord is going to guide me continually. Amen. And listen to what it says here. And satisfy you. Say satisfy. 
That's what Jehovah Racha is about. Satisfy you, and I love this in the Living Bible, with all good things. He will guide me continually, and he will satisfy me with all good things. And you know what he goes on to say? And keep you healthy too. Come on, would you receive that today? Do you hear what the scripture is saying? And the Lord will guide, guidance you continually, satisfy you with all good things, and keep you healthy too. How many receive that? And you will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. And the message translation says, I will always show you where to go. And I will give you a full life in the emptiest of places. Boy, you ought to to write that down. I will give you a full life in the emptiest of places. In other words, when I'm your shepherd, your lifestyle doesn't depend on your surroundings. I am your surrounding. And I guide you and lead you and satisfy you. And it goes on to say that I will give you a full life in the emptiest places, firm muscles and strong bones. Everybody shout out strong bones. Hallelujah. So we believe God for strong bones. Can I hear an amen? Amen. And then you'll be like a well-watered garden. That's just something that God is sharing here. Now look with me in Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11. This is important, Isaiah 40, verse 11. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. How many know God is into feeding? Now get this. He will carry the lambs in his arms. Listen now, holding them close to his heart. And gently lead the mother's sheep with their young. The message says, hugging them as he carries them. Aren't you thankful we don't serve a God who throws what seems to be no use away? Now, maybe, maybe you're not in this place, but there are people in this place like, how can God accept me, much less hug me and hold me? How can God want to make me feel secure after the things I've done or where I've been? And he's talking here about a, a God that many people have not been introduced to. Everybody reads Psalms 23 at a funeral, but do you know him as a shepherd when the storms have scattered what you thought was going to be your future? We read Psalms 23, and even people who don't know Jesus read Psalms 23. But do, have we been introduced to the depth of the heart of Jehovah Racha? This, this is powerful. That he will carry you, and I will carry you in my arms. And I will not only carry you in my arms, but I will hold you to it, up to my heart. It talks about when you're feeling alone, hurt, and scattered, that he's going to hold you in his arms, and he loves you. And it says, and just write this down, because this is a place where it's written, Proverbs 17, 17. A friend, somebody shout out a friend, loves at all times. Now, you might have heard that scripture used about people, but it's talking about Jehovah Racha. He is your friend, and he loves you at all times, when you're at your best and when you're at your worst. When you seem to have it together and when you seem like you've lost it all, a friend loves at all times. Proverbs 18.24, there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. The message translation says a friend loves through all kinds. Listen to this now. A friend loves through all kinds of weather. Isn't that good to know? We were watching about Jesus last night. And they showed that when the fishing boats would get old, they would just make a hole in it and let it sink. God would never let you sink. 
it showed that they would take this boat and try to repair it as many times as it could till it couldn't be repaired anymore. Then they would just bore a hole and let it sink. God would never bore a hole. He'll just keep repairing because his plan for you is not that you sink to the bottom, but you stay on top. Can I hear an amen? He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Matthew 18 verse 10 talks about the shepherd. And there's something, since we talked about him being a loving shepherd, I want you to go with me to 2 Samuel, and I want you to see the depth of this scripture here in 2 Samuel chapter 12, of the example of Jehovah Racha, the shepherd. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, and we know this scripture as what David used, what Dathan used to, to, to cause David to fall and repent and confess his sin. But the example he used was with Jehovah Racha. And I want you to see here in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 3, in, in the Living Bible, it says, The poor man owned nothing but a little lamb. Somebody shout out a little lamb. And he brought it and he raised that little lamb, lamb and he grew up with his children. Now listen to this. It ate from the man's own plate and it drank from his cup and he coated it in his arms like a baby daughter and the man Nathan was prophesying about the love that God had for this man who was murdered that it was like this man who had a sheep that was stolen that that was not a typical lamb it had it was as loved as much as one of his children this lamb had ate from his plate, drank from his cup, and, he, and, and he, he, he hugged it and loved on it like he did his own daughter. And that's the type of love that God has for you. To eat from his own plate, drink from his own cup, and to be held by him any time and every time that you need. He, he sticks closer than a friend. He's that one that holds you through all kinds of weather. I don't know if you need this, but I think this is awesome. I think we have a world out there that needs a healing. And I believe they, they need to hear the story of Christ, which is the greatest story ever told because it's the love of God manifested. But, oh, if everyone could get a revelation of the names of God, especially this name of Jehovah Racha. That I have no reason to feel alone. I have no reason to take my life because I am alone. I don't have a reason to go to places I don't need to go. And I don't need to give my life to something that I don't need to give my life to. Because I have found a friend that sticks closer than a, than a brother that will stay with me no matter what. The lamb feeding from my own plate. It was that close. That's the type of relationship that father has with his children. Can I hear an amen? Even it says in Zechariah 2 verse 8. For he who touches you touches the apple or the pupil of my eye. God is that sensitive about you. Many people say, you know, you go to church and you're told so many, you're told so many things, what to do, what not to do. It's because he loves you that he wants to protect you. It says he wants to guide, he wants to lead you to where you feel a satisfied life and a life that's worth living. If you're taking notes, Ephesians 5, 17 says about God giving you understanding and guiding and leading your way because as a shepherd, he guides and he leads us. Because you know something about sheep? Sheep are too stupid to know what to do. They say sheep is one of the most stupidest animals. And my, my senior pastor in Argentina was a shepherd growing up and tells all these different stories. And, and, and a sheep cannot make it. It doesn't know what to do, where to go, how to do it. It doesn't know it's in trouble. It doesn't know it's heading towards trouble. It's very vulnerable. And listen, God says, 
I know you're vulnerable. I, I know you have a tendency to go there. I know your bloodline. And I know where they have a tendency to go. I know your weaknesses. And no, I'm not mad at you for your weaknesses. I want to grab you in my arms and hold you while I'm teaching you how to be strong. I want to make the weak strong. I want to guide and I want to lead you so that you come to know me in such a more and a special way. Amen. Sheep that wander off, get caught, get toured, get lost, and get uh, devoured by the wolf. When he is our friend... We don't have to be walking around confused and walking in failure and getting ourselves in and out of traps. Thank God we got a shepherd who's able to warn us and guard us and keep us into peace and security, health, success, amen, which makes life exciting because I don't have to worry every day about I'm about ready to destroy it because my God, I thank you that you're my guide. You guide and you lead me. Can I hear an amen? The word darkness, and it talks about God keeping you from stumbling in darkness in John 8, 12. We won't go there right now. But the word darkness, if you're taking notes, means confusion. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I do not live in confusion. I shall not lack wisdom. Do do you get this now? The Lord is my shepherd. I do not lack wisdom. The Lord is my shepherd. I do not lack guidance. The Lord is my shepherd. I do not lack security. The Lord is my shepherd. I do not lack provision. The Lord is my shepherd. I I do not lack direction. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't lack any good thing, but praise God, I'm not experiencing the bad. I'm allowing him to guide and lead me. The word darkness means confusion. Listen to this. The word darkness means pain. When we're not following God, we might end up in places that we get hurt or or want to try to destroy us. But we allow God to be our shepherd, trusting him, knowing that he knows us and he loves us. They don't have to worry about living a life in pain and turmoil in my heart and my spirit. I don't have to live a life worrying about getting in and out of the wrong relationships because I've come to learn that my shepherd wants to guide me in the right ones and that I'm not to lean on my own understanding. He's delivered me out of darkness, confusion, and pain into his marvelous light. The word darkness means failure. Can I hear an amen? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not fear failure. I'm not going to worry about failure because I'm claiming him as my shepherd every day. It means a place of punishment, blindness of mind. And the word darkness means when your life is a riddle. Now get a hold of this. So many times there's so many of God's children, my people, are scattered because they don't know the meaning of my name. They don't understand that I am Jehovah Raha. And I want to be that one to guide and lead them to where they don't live a life where they have pain. But not only that, they don't live a life of confusion. They don't live a life where it's a riddle. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. He's going to lead you lovingly and caringly. Hebrews 13, 20 says, Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. How I many know he, he was the lamb? Amen. He was the Lamb of God to take away our sins and bring us into a right place. First Peter 5, 4 says that he is the chief shepherd. Say, Jesus is my shepherd. He is my friend. And then you can later on look at John 10, 1 through 2, where it says the shepherd gives his life for the sheep and that he's the door and he'll protect you and keep you from, from wandering off and keep the enemy from stealing you and, and, and bringing you into uh, things because he wants to keep you complete and, and safe. And I want to just share one other scripture with you. This is something. Uh, Genesis chapter 48. Because, you know, there's a lot of books out there. Genesis 48. There's a lot of books out there about... The secret 
to someone's success? What was their secret to help them keep holding on while they were fighting uh, cancer or where they were believing God for their marriage or they're believing God for their children? What was their secret? And as I was studying this word, Racha, it's used here in Genesis 48, 15, in the life of Joseph, which I know all of us greatly admire with everything that he went through. And I believe Joseph tells us his secret. And he blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, God who has fed me all my life long to this day, the angel of the Lord redeemed me from all evil, and he blessed the lads. But the Living Bible says, May the God before whom my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked. How many know Abraham and Isaac were victorious? The God, this is the Living Bible, the God who has been my shepherd. What would be something to put on my tombstone? You live a full life of experiencing and knowing Jesus. What would you want to put on your tombstone? The God who has been my shepherd. The God who held me when my mother died, when my dad died. The God who held me when I didn't understand my child. The God who held me when those who promised things didn't come through. The God that held me when nobody else did. The God who guided and led me and she revealed to me his love for me when I felt like there wasn't a hope left. The God, listen to this secret here. The God who I allowed to be my shepherd. Did I walk in tune with him all the way? No. But you know what? When I got scattered, I, trust, I trusted that he was going to come find me. I knew and he knew that I was going to lose it sometimes and go through the wrong door and make the wrong decision and get myself caught in a weed or in, in some thorns. But I can say that my God has been my shepherd. Because when I knew I couldn't find my way, I knew sooner or later I was going to hear his voice. And I never will confuse his voice with another. And when I hear his voice, I know that help is on its way. My God who has been my shepherd. When I've made the same mistake or I've done whatever it may be. I'm out there like a little lamb crying. And John chapter 18 says that he will leave the 99. Where are you going Jesus? It's Cobb again. Where are you going Jesus? It's Cobb. He's done got hung up again. Yeah, but didn't he get hung up two hours ago? Yeah, but he got hung up again. Well, then you just need to leave that one and let's let, leave him to the wolves. He says, I gave my life that he wouldn't be left to the wolves. We got this dog that is so worthless. We got a big pit bull that's awesome. And we got this little dog that just, uh, and he's, Anyway, he's deformed and everything else, you know, because different stuff. And you got, so we put this sweater on him because it's wintertime. And every time, every time he goes to scratch, he gets his claws tucked in. And you start hearing him holler, and you got to go find, where's that stupid dog? And you know what he's hollering about. The dog is stuck in it again. Now, do I shoot him? I'm not allowed to. Do you throw him away? No. What do you do? 
you unhook them. And 15 minutes later, he's found another flea and he's hooked again. And he's hooked again and he's hooked again. And so you take the sweater off, but by then his hair's not knotted. And then when he goes to scratch, he's got hooked in his own hair and he's hooked and hooked and hooked and hooked and hooked. We have unhooked that dog countless times and we will still have to unhook him again. Come on now, church. I, in my own ways, am crippled and deformed. I don't look like a pedigree at all times. Sometimes I look like a deformed dog that nobody else wanted. In fact, they didn't want this dog. That's why they gave this dog to us. The people didn't want him. And to make it appetizing, they gave us the kennel, the clothes, the leashes, and told us it was a great dog, and it wasn't. But once we got it, we couldn't get rid of it. And sometimes in my spirit, my emotions, my life, I'm as deformed and pitiful as that dog. But all I do is yelp, and he's got this yelp. All I do is yelp, and here comes Father. Bring me to his chest. Unhook me. Give me a kiss and send me on my way. Just knowing, 10 minutes, he's going to be yelping again. But then as I grow, I learn to stop getting hooked in so many things. And the yelping stops as much, and helping others who are yelping starts more. And I've been rescued to rescue. I've been healed to heal. I have been loved to loved. And if he could love me in my deformed condition, I can love others in theirs. And he said, I'll leave the 99 who have it all together to find the one who doesn't. And that's Jehovah. He hears my cry. When the storms have scattered me, I lost my way and I haven't been looking to the light. He'll confine me. And he'll point me back. That's the type of God I want to serve. That's the type of God I want to know. That's the type of God I'll give it all up to just to have and to serve in all the days of my life. That's the God I can't fall out of love with. That's the type of God I can't grow cold towards. That's the type of God I want to give whatever he wants he can have just to feel him hold me once again. So would you stand, please? How many are thankful for Jehovah Racha? Boy, these names, they, they help you understand another part of Father, amen? Oh, man. Oh, I, I, just, I just love this. Hallowed be thy name, Racha. Thank you for being our friend. Thank you for being our friend and not leaving us when all others have forsaken. David said, my mother and my father can forsake me, but Raha, you can't. It's not in you. It's not in you. When my father and my brother and my sisters, my mother, all others, even a mother can forget its suckling child, but I, the Lord, cannot forget you. So every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here tonight, there's been a storm hit your life. 
you feel stuck. You've got away, you've went someplace, something happened. And you feel like you need to be rescued emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, in whatever area it may be. I just want you right now, just close your eyes and open your heart. And as Jesus prayed to the Father, just pray and meditate upon his name, Jehovah Racha. It's, it's our God, but it's just another character and another name he wants to reveal himself through. And ask him to rescue all the broken pieces, all the broken places. And to take you out of that thicket. Because you're not meant to die a sacrifice. He was the lamb that was given for a sacrifice. When Abraham went to sacrifice his own son in the place of a lamb, God said, no. You showed your obedience, but you're not going to give your child. I'm going to end up giving mine in place of yours. You're not called to be a victim and you're not called to be a sacrifice except a living one to God. You're not to be sacrificed for a mistake you made. You're forgiven for the mistakes you've made. And he says, as Jehovah Racha, I'm going to take you and I'm going to make you stronger and I'm going to build you up and I'm going to heal you. And I want you to understand and know me in a way to feel protected, secure and safe and provided for like maybe you've never felt before. You come to know the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down. He feeds me. He protects me. He guides me. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will rest in the house of God. We praise you tonight, Father, that you are our shepherd and Jesus, you're the chief shepherd. Thank you for being our friend. Thank you for rescuing lives here tonight that are calling out to you and those that may listen to this tape. Whatever the situation may be, Lord, your word is eternal. And if they, they're listening to this tape 10 years from now, it's still speaking to them at that, that moment. Thank you for what you're doing. And Father, thank you for the invitation to get to know you more. We give you praise and glory for your word in Jesus' name.